bless you and welcome to our midweek service here at Primitive Christian Ch uh, Church. We just want to invite you to have a moment of worship and reflection in the Lord in this moment. Something that I believe that the Lord put in my heart and something that he's been just uh, encouraging me with is that he is our cornerstone. That means that he is our solid foundation. In the midst of difficult times and even in the midst of good times, he is our chief cornerstone, amen? And so if you've been feeling unsteady in these past couple of days, if you've been feeling hopeless, if you've been feeling helpless, or if you just need a reminder of that tonight, I want to encourage you that Jesus is your cornerstone. Let us pray. Father, we come before you tonight, O oh Lord, and we declare you to be the chief cornerstone in our lives, O oh God. Whatever storm, O oh God, has been blowing against us, O oh Lord, we just lay that to the side right now, O oh Lord, and we run to you. For you said to come, O oh God, and that we would find help in the present time of need. And help us, O oh Lord, to just connect with you tonight, O oh Lord, like never before. That we would not leave your presence the same as we came in. In the name of Jesus, we pray these things. Amen.
tonight Lord of all He's the Lord of all your circumstances Lord of all He's the Lord over every trial and circumstance Lord of all Christ of tonight we declare you to be Lord of all. We take a moment to reflect on this truth, oh Lord. You are the Lord of all. You are the Lord. You are the one whose help we get our help from you, oh Lord. Oh, our help comes from you. I believe you are making a way. I believe you are making a way. You are making a way in the midst of darkness. You are making. 
staying awake in the midst of confusion. So we trust in you, O Lord. You are our cornerstone and we trust in Jesus. You are our cornerstone and we depend on you, O Savior. Oh, and we declare this truth tonight. We surrender our hearts to you. You still have the answers. You still are the way, the truth, and the light. Jesus. Jesus. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. Come on, right there in your homes. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. You are here. Moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. And you're working in this place. Come on, let's trust him tonight. I worship you. I worship you. Where you are, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the Touching every heart, touching every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are here and you're healing every heart. I worship you. I worship you. Come on, he's the God of the turnaround. You are here turning lives. You're turning lives around. I worship you, yes, my God. I worship you. You are here, and you're bending every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are the You're working, even 
keeper hallelujah light in the midst of our darkness hallelujah god bless you all for joining us this evening and i thank god for this opportunity to share what god has placed in my heart beloved we know that this year the 2021 theme is speak lord it's based on isaiah 30 verse 21 and the easy-to-read version says, if you wander from the right path, either to the right or to the left, you will hear a voice behind you saying, you should go this way. Here is the right way. The Living Bible tells us, and if you leave God's path and go astray, you will hear a voice behind you say, no, this is the way. Walk here. This verse begins with if, but the Lord knows that it's not a matter of if, but when. We have a tendency of wandering off and leaving the Lord, if not physically, a lot of times mentally, even when we're in the house of the Lord. But because God loves us more than we can comprehend, he speaks to us. And today I want to speak to you and thank God because he spoke to me first about Psalm 121 and I'd love to share what God spoke to me in my heart. Father God, I thank you this evening, Lord. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the way in which you spoke to my heart. And Father God, Holy Spirit, I ask you to help me deliver this that you placed in my heart. Help me to share the words that you spoke to me and that all of us may be blessed, encouraged, edified, and help to be able to move ahead in the direction that you are leading us, Lord. We thank you for everything in Jesus' name. Amen. I've entitled today's message, Speak, Lord, because I need help. It's based on Psalm 121, and the NIV version subtitles it on the top, A Song of Ascents. An ascent is a climb or a walk to the summit of a mountain or a hill. And the New Living Translation entitles it, Jehovah is your keeper. During the Old Testament era, Psalm 121 was a song sung by pilgrims that were on their way to Jerusalem. It was a song oftentimes sung by travelers. It was their way of expressing the trust that they had placed in the Lord throughout the journey. Many who habitually read Psalm 121 have connected it with their journeys or those of their loved ones. Some people even lead their family in reciting Psalm 121 before they depart anywhere. And many folks love this Psalm because it speaks words of promise about God's providence and the protection that he has over our lives. Beloved, for many of us, because this is a song, songs inspire us, songs motivate us, songs are very uplifting, and songs oftentimes allow us to process our innermost feelings. 
Songs can capture the struggles that we're going through, the hardships, the heartaches, and fears, and they provide us with hope, with peace, with joy. It's almost as if there's a song for everything. If you were to just Google a word, there's a listing of songs that would come up out of it. Now, regarding this pilgrimage that is referred to in this Psalm 121 that many who used to travel before would say this psalm, a pilgrimage is a journey often into an unknown or foreign place where a person goes in search of new or expanded meaning about themselves, others, nature, a higher good they experience, and it can lead to a personal transformation. Some people go on pilgrimage because they're seeking healing over their lives. There's so many different reasons, and what would be the purpose of a pilgrimage? A pilgrimage is a sacred journey. And a pilgrimage is very different from people that are touring in a place. They travel for spiritual reasons, and not just because they want to relax or have fun. They have a purpose, and that purpose is what is driving and was leading them to go forward and to, in search of something new, in search of an answer, in search of a healing, like I said. And in the medieval times, a pilgrimage was a movement of great importance. It was a journey and direction to a sacred shrine out of faith where people from different social statuses had the opportunity to interact in harmony. It didn't matter if you were rich. It didn't matter if you were poor. You were there gathered together because you were headed for a purpose. Beloved, we are pilgrims. I don't know if you've thought about it this way, but our existence here on earth, we're just passing through compared to the eternity that awaits for us. And we know that this world cannot, will never be our true home. But we need to remember that how we choose to live our lives will determine our eternal destination. Let's begin in Psalm 121. Verse one says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? It's interesting because although this psalm begins in this way, many of us, because of the circumstances that we're going through, we can't even lift up our heads. If you think about it, oftentimes when we have difficulties and we're going through things, what do we tend to do? We look down. Even our shoulders drop down. It's almost as if all of our body is communicating how we feel inside. And we're in search of a solution. We're looking for an alternative. We're looking for something else, but we're not looking up where we should be looking. We look to friends a lot of times. We'll look at social media. We look everywhere else except for the Lord. Or could it be that we can't lift up our eyes? Maybe it's because we're in denial that we even need help. Have you ever dealt with people that is very obvious that they need help, but when you try to help them, you can provide them with resources, with numbers, they just won't reach out. Somehow, some way in their mind, they don't need the help. Although for us who are observing them, we see that it's so obvious that they need help. But this Psalm encourages us, it tells us, I lift up my eyes, I, Lift up my eyes. Beloved, we are the ones who need to move forward in faith. 
and look up to the Lord. We're not going to find the answers by looking around us and below us. Our answers are above us. We are the ones who need to fight against that tendency to look down. Why does this King David declare, I lift up my eyes? You see, David is cognizant that he chooses to be the one to look where he needs to look because he knows that wherever we look, it influences what we think. It influences how we feel. When David lifts up his eyes, it's as if the windows of his heart are opened and then he can forget about the circumstances that are around him. It's almost as if you can think, if I can see it, I can achieve it. And these pilgrims that were traveling, they knew that they needed to look forward. And if anything, for any reason, looked dismal, they would look up and ask the Lord to lead them, to guide them, to take care of them. This psalmist answers his own question with a confession of faith. You see, he asks, where will my help come from? He says, I lift up my eyes to the mountain. And then he asks, where does my help come from? But he has the answer. He says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He knew that the Lord is the one who had made him. And the Lord is the one that's going to be by his side. If God made heaven and earth by speaking it into existence, what else can he do for us? Anything, nothing is impossible for him. Psalm 121 has three promises. It begins with that question, where does my help come from? And he answers it, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And then he gives three promises of how God is going to be able to keep us. The first one, we see it in verse 3, where he says, he will not let your foot slip. What does that look like? He who watches over you will not stumble. He offers us protection, brothers, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. God will watch over his people as a watchman watches over a city or a party of travelers. David is so absorbed in this psalm and the thought of his keeper that he barely names the dangers that are around him. Beloved, we are safe. God is never overtaken with slumbering or sleepiness. We serve a God that is alert all the time. He knows. He is sovereign. Before we know things, before we're aware, he knows what's going to happen. We, if we become sleep deprived for whatever reason, we're not even good for guarding. We'll fall asleep. But in verse 4, it tells us, indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Indeed, it means without any question, truly, undeniably, indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you've had to watch over someone, perhaps they're ill. It's really hard to remain alert unless the person who's ill is constantly moving or making noises. Oftentimes when we watch over someone, after a little while, we ourselves start nodding our head and we start falling asleep. In scripture, if we remember, 
Elijah had a confrontation with the prophets of Baal in Mount Carmel. And Elijah mocked the idol prophets. When Baal did not respond, he said, maybe he's asleep. Maybe he can't hear you. Maybe you need to worship a little louder. He knew that that fire was not going to come down unless he asked our God Almighty to do so. And he did. And we saw how he did it. He even placed water around that altar. He wet it. And still, when it came to Elijah's moment to speak to God, God responded. God was his present need at that moment. And he was present there. They were able to see that he is the true God. And we have great comfort in knowing that he who keeps Israel shall never slumber nor sleep. This promise was especially meaningful for these pilgrims on their way to Jerusalem. Their daily march and their nightly encampments were a place in which the Lord took care of them. And he even promised it way back in Genesis when the people were traveling. The Lord provided shelter for them and he covered them during the day so that the sun would not burn on them. And at night, he also protected them so that that, that evening, that cold weather would not harm them as well. The New Living Translation says this verse in this way, the Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. Whenever you're anywhere and there's a shade, it's because there's a light behind that shade. And I'm comforted knowing that that light comes from my Savior. It comes from my Lord. And no matter where I may be, if I see a shade, unlike a child that sees a shade, a shadow, and he becomes all scared, we're not like that. We understand that if there is a shade, it's because God Almighty is above us. His presence is with us at all times. When we look at verse 5, we see a second promise there. The Lord watches over you. And then it shows you how that looks. It says, the Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by light. I don't know what are the difficult situations that you're facing throughout the day, or perhaps at night when you're supposed to be asleep, but you really can't sleep because you have so many issues in your mind, so many concerns, so many problems that you're processing. It's as if your brain cannot shut down enough to be able to sleep. But the Lord is there. He is our present help. He will not forsake us ever, ever. In verse 6, the brutal rays of the sun in the Middle East could assault the travelers, such as the pilgrim on the way to Israel in their feast for Jerusalem. But God promised care for the travelers with a reverence that goes back to that cloud, like I said earlier. They knew that, the Israelites knew that once that cloud was with them, it was the very presence of the Lord. I could imagine being part of those people walking through that desert. No matter what happened, I knew that that cloud above me was protecting me. It was a visual representation of the mighty God that we serve, that no matter where we went, if it was there, God's presence was with us. What the psalmist really means is that nothing, either the day or at night, is going to harm us, and God is keeping guard of us. God is covering us against any calamity. Beloved, that is a relief, especially in these times that we have been living throughout all these months. 
Many of us have been sheltered in our homes, and we've been very fearful of going out. And although a lot of the regulations have been relaxed bit, little by little, and we're again beginning to congregate, and again we're being able to go out unlike before, there's still a lot of like fear. But when we know that the Lord is going with us, we know that we have his protection over our lives. So we have that first promise, he will not let your foot slip. The second promise, the Lord watches over you. And now the third promise in verse 7. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. That brings so much peace to my heart to know that no matter what happens in my life, the Lord is with me to be able to go through any struggles, any difficulties. He is there. He's by my side. His promises become true in my life. But what does that look like? He tells us in that following part of verse 7 what it looks like. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. Perhaps for many of you, life has been lonely for whatever reason in the journey that you're going through in a certain area. You're going through it alone. But beloved, that's not so. The Lord is with you. He has told us that he will never forsake us. He will be with us wherever we go. Our soul is kept by the Lord. No matter what temptations may come our way, no matter what struggles we're going through, the Lord is there to deliver us. You know that constant battle that Paul refers to in Romans 7, 15, 18 through 19? It says, I don't understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. He felt miserable. He felt like, what is this? I know in my head what I should and I shouldn't do, but the behaviors that I have, the temptations I'm struggling with, the Lord knows that struggle that you're going through. Is, if that, in fact, is part of your journey, is part of our journey as well, we all have areas in which we struggle with day in and day out. That's why we need to go to his word so that his word can encourage us, can help us, can give us that hope that we need and that encouragement to continue moving forward. And also remember, if the Lord has been faithful in the past, he's going to continue being faithful today, and he's going to be continuing to be faithful tomorrow. He's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. Finally, in verse 8, shows us how God will keep all of us. It says, the Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. I don't know about you, but that gives me peace. It gives me peace that even though I may become a little scared, maybe I, be, I might become a little anxious, I might become a little uncertain about new things in my life, but I know that God is as present in my journey as he is in the destination. I know where I'm headed. The Lord enlightens us and he leads us where we're going. 
But there's a journey that we have to go through to reach that destination. Derek Kigner said it this way, to be kept from all evil does not imply a cushioned life, but a well-armed one. And how is it that we are armed? It's by the word of the Lord, by declaring it, by believing it. I remember growing up, the pastor at the church where I grew up, he would always, always recite Isaiah 26.3. You will keep in perfect peace those whose mind are steadfast because they trust in you. And he was in the Korean War. He says that what helped him make it through was he would recite that word. Beloved, we need to take the word of God and incorporate it in our struggles, incorporate it in our prayers as we're moving ahead in this journey. Because by doing so, that's what's going to help us make it through. You may see other people who are progressing, who are moving forward, and you may wonder to yourself, how do they do it? This is part of the answer of how people are making it. It's not because of their own strength. It's not because of what they know. It's not because of what they've taught, been taught or anything like that. It's because the word of God becomes real. When we read it in scripture, it becomes alive when we start declaring it and believing it. And I don't know about you, but the way I envision it is whenever we declare a word of God, it's almost as if God can hear us declaring that word and he honors it. He honors it. So when we say, I lift my eyes to the mountains, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. The Lord watches over you. The Lord will keep you from all harm. I don't know about you, but when I hear that, that brings peace. That brings hope to my heart. That makes me understand that I am not alone. It helps me know that no matter how difficult the struggle is ahead of me, how difficult the journey is that I'm walking through, I need to move forward. I need to keep on keeping on, as other preachers have said and I've heard. We need to move forward. We can't look back only to see how God has been faithful and to remember that, but keep on moving forward, looking at the Lord. And beloved, as I conclude this part, I'm aware that the journey that you're on is very similar to the journey that I'm on. But we serve a God that's omniscient. He's all-knowing. God is sovereign, I need to remind you. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. And today I invite you, if you haven't already done so, to include Psalm 121 in your journey. As we saw verses 1 and 2, it begins with almost like a traveler questioning himself, and then he has a confession. I lift up my eyes to the mountain. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Wouldn't it be wonderful for you to be surrounded by people that are going through journeys and for you to be able to tell them, my help comes from the Lord, and for them to be able to see that if you can move ahead, they can move ahead too. Not because you're moving ahead, but because God is helping you to be able to move ahead. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. 
Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Followed by what is considered, some people have considered these three promises as a priestly blessing that can be placed on a family or a person who's about to head out on a journey. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will not slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. Beloved, all of us are travelers. We are all on this journey called life. And tonight by faith, let's declare, speak, Lord, because I need help. Allow me to summarize it in this way. Speak, Lord, because I need help. Speak, Lord, because I need help. If we were to take the word help and break it down, as they say, H is for hope. Hebrews 13.8 declares Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forevermore. So if God was faithful yesterday, he's going to be faithful today and he's going to be faithful forevermore. That is our hope in the help. The E in help. Encouragement. Psalm 119.11 tells us, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. The word of God is what's going to encourage us. Speak, Lord, because I need love. Matthew twenty two thirty nine 39 tells us, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Do we love ourselves? Have we accepted ourselves as a unique masterpiece that God has created for such a time as this. Speak, Lord, because I need peace. Philippians 4, 7 tells us, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord, because I need hope. Speak, Lord, because I need encouragement. Speak, Lord, because I need love and I need to give that love. Speak, Lord, because I need peace. I don't know what you might be going through, that you need that peace in your heart, that peace that surpasses all human understanding. Speak, Lord, because I need help. Now, as I said in the beginning, Psalm 121 
is a song. So let's have our Reverend Isaac sing Psalm 121 unto the Lord. And if you know the song, sing along. journey as Pastor Carmen had mentioned. There are storms that we encounter. We have the enemy at times that comes and attacks. Our health is challenged. Our finances are challenged. And that's why we need to look up because many times when we're going through the situations, we hang our head and we don't see where we're going. So let's lift up our eyes and our head onto where we can find hope, encouragement, love, and peace. I think we can all use some of each. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Carmen, for that word. Amen. Amen. Powerful word, especially to the times that we're living in. 
Amen. Just want to take this time and pray, pray with you. Uh, the Lord placed something in my heart uh, as I was sitting there. Do a general prayer, but I want to pray for parents. Um, many times, and this just came to me uh, when uh, children leave home, they get married, they move on. Some encounter bumps through the road and in nature when the birds fly away from the nest, they can't come back because the nest is not there any longer. But I thank the Lord that with our children, they can always come back home for strength so they can be built back up and go back out there. So I like to pray for, well, pray uh, a general prayer, but I want to pray for parents who are dealing with that situation. Uh, maybe their marriage didn't work out, whatever it may be. Because many times we feel it just as much as they do. Father, I come before you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And first, Lord, I thank you for that powerful word from your daughter, Pastor Carmen, oh Lord. We need to look up, oh Father, especially in times like this, oh Father. Lord, if it's not health, it's the finances, it's the job. Look, but I pray today, Father, for every person that's watching this right now, Father, that you may visit them, touch them, lift their spirit, oh God. I pray for provision for those who are looking for employment, oh Lord. Lord, I pray for the home that your peace may dwell in their home, O oh Father, and that they not lose hope, O oh Father, but be encouraged by your love, O oh Father. Lord, I also want to pray today, Father, for those parents, O oh Lord, that right now, Lord, uh, feel burdened, O oh Father, more for their children, O oh Lord. We want the best for our children, O oh God. We hope for the best, O oh Father. But at times, things don't work out, oh, Father, whether they're struggling, lost of employment, oh, Father, issues with the marriage, oh, Father, whatever it may be, oh, God. First, Lord, I pray that you may strengthen them, oh, Father. Heal their heart, oh, God, and that they not lose hope, oh, God, because as the word said, oh, Father, you will not allow us to slip, oh, Lord. But you're watching over us, oh, Father. And I pray, Father, watch over them as they minister unto their children, oh, Father. Lord, as they, Lord, pray, oh, Father, over them, oh, Lord, and that they may find strength, oh, Father, in you, oh, Father. And I pray for the children, oh, Father, to give them peace, first of all, Father. Lord, that they understand that life is not over, O oh God. We're on a journey, O oh God, but the good thing is that you're with us, O oh Father, walking with us step by step, O oh God. So I pray, Father, Lord, that you, O oh God, may bring light into their lives, O oh Father, that they may also look up onto the hills, O oh Father, and know, O oh Father, that what waits ahead for them, O oh Lord, is better than what they've left in the past, O oh God. So, Lord, I pray these things in Jesus' name, Lord. And I thank you, Lord. Amen. 
and amen. Just want to thank you for streaming in today. Uh, it's better than streaming, uh, streaming into a soap opera or, I hate to say this, but even a Nick game. <laughs> Here you get fed. Your spirit is strengthened. And you find hope for tomorrow. So thank you for streaming. And again, I just want to remind you of our Sunday service. Uh, commences at 11.30, but we encourage you to come early uh, so you can find a proper seating. And just want to also now also take this moment to thank you for your faithfulness. We can't do what we do here in the Lower East Side without your faithfulness. So we thank you. And in a moment, you're going to see on your screen different forms of giving, whether it is through Easy Tide, the church address, or you can also stop by the office and bring your offering. Amen, but thank you again for your faithfulness, for we cannot pay the bills without your faithfulness. And through COVID, you've been faithful, and we've been blessed. Amen. My God reigns, our God reigns, Lord, you reign above every name. God reigns, our God reigns, Lord, you reign above every name. With power and majesty, dominion, authority, you reign. With power and majesty, Hallelujah. Why don't we close? Father, we just want to thank you again for this time that we've had. Lord, first a time of worship, O oh Father, where we came into your presence, O oh Lord, and as we lifted up your name, Father, you lifted our spirits, O oh Father, and we found peace and we were strengthened, O oh God. We thank you for that word that came, O oh Lord, through Pastor Carmen, O oh Lord. Keep our eyes on you, Father. Look up onto the hills, onto the sky, O oh Lord. And we know, Father, that you're omnipresent, Father. But looking up just reminds us, Father, that you're in control. So we thank you, Father. Lord, I pray for the offering that we collected, O oh Lord. We pray that you may multiply so that we may continue to do ministry here in the Lower East Side. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that everyone that's streaming in, O oh Father, that you may bless them in their home, O oh Father, and may have a restful sleep tonight, Lord. I pray these things in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen and amen. Have a Jesus-filled night. Amen. God bless you. you Hallelujah. You
Chance you 